All right, now we just start. It's like weird because like you just start. Hi guys, welcome back to Elephants <laughs> in the Room. I'm with we three. Say hello to my new besties. We have been sitting in the park while I've been making them wait for me to set up this like <laughs> fake podcast studio in a park. <laughs> So I'm super happy to have them on. Um, a lot of you probably know who they are, but for anyone who doesn't, I'm going to introduce them to you guys. So We Three is a sibling band from Oregon who made their start on America's Got Talent with a beautiful tribute to their late mother. Since then, they have made a worldwide name for themselves by putting out highly relatable songs about mental health, love, and insecurity. Do you guys want to introduce <laughs> yourselves a little bit and tell us a little bit about yourselves? Yeah, uh, so we're we three, as Hi. you know, and we're three siblings in a band. <laughs> uh, is, uh, actually, I should go in age. So this is the oldest brother, Joshua. There we go. Middle, Bethany, and I'm the youngest, Manny. And uh, we're really glad to be here. The whole yeah. squad. Yeah, whole we got squad. lunch before this, and it was really special. We got to, like, talk about life and get really vulnerable, more vulnerable than we'll get with you guys, but, you know. <laughs> Don't say that to them. <laughs> <laughs> but we're, we're, we're going to get vulnerable with you guys. As you guys know, this podcast is all about um, addressing the elephants in the room and talking about uncomfortable subjects and things that need to be talked about. And initially when I heard from We 3 and heard that they wanted to come on, I was super pumped because when I spent some time looking into what they do and why they do it, I was so inspired by them. So also, if you guys hear like cars in the background, there's no cars. There's <laughs> not cars here. We're not in a park right now. Definitely not. <laughs> Definitely not. All right. So tell me more about who Manny, Bethany, and Joshua are outside of We 3 I want Manuel to tell everybody what I am like oh, outside of We 3 <laughs> wow. That's actually very Also, Manuel, okay. you just came for the, you know, the full name. Yeah, that's yes. half, oh, yes. that's half of it. Yeah. Oh. Full name is Emmanuel. Yes. Wow. If okay. you call me that, I'm in trouble. The truth is yeah. coming out. Yeah. And if you're really in trouble, it's your full, Emmanuel, full name. George oh. Michael. Humbly. <laughs> then I will, I will run. Now you guys know the truth. <laughs> um, describing Joshua outside. I was kind of kidding. I'm kidding. Oh, okay. okay. I'm just kind of scared now. Shut down. No, no, no. Go ahead. Okay, go ahead. No, no, go for it. No, I don't know myself outside of the group. Go ahead. I am I'm curious. Honest for all of us, if we're being <laughs> I know, I know. Well, We were talking about that at lunch. Yeah, like, we have this conversation already. Is that the most stressful question? Yeah. Who are we outside of the I would say Joshua is a very outdoorsy person. He loves, oh. he loves like nature and being connected with the earth and one with the earth and all this cool stuff. <laughs> I I'm love his facial expressions. In, He's in like, is this way. true? Yeah, 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 yeah. In a very good way. You're just a very zen human being. Oh. How I would say it. Like, I love that. I, love that. <laughs> I wish I was I more like that. that. <laughs> this is kind of good because I feel like we talk higher of other people than ourselves. Exactly. So I it's like, like this approach. yeah, you get yeah. to like actually say it how it is. Yeah. You know. Yeah. That's who I want to be more like. So there you go. I'm glad that you see me that way. Okay, that so is. then I'll describe go, Manuel. Yeah. Okay, Manuel outside of we three. Hmm. I actually think you enjoy a lot of activities. So like. But as long as it's with people that you like, you'll kind of be down to do any type of an adventure that's like a little bit of a thrill or like the opposite, just like super, super chill. But as long as you're with like people that you love, like fishing, yeah. like you do a lot of fishing, which I don't think a lot of people know. I'm like, why don't you answer your phone all day? He's like, oh, I'm fishing. I'm like, okay. I definitely wouldn't have guessed that, but I respect it a lot. I really do. I'm not good at it. My buddies forced me to go, but yeah, and I like, do enjoy that's it. That's cool. To a, to Long a point. bike rides. Like, yeah. 
again, it's like with people that you care about, you you're down to just like join join in on the fun of whatever it is. Oh shucks, thanks. Yeah. Wow, this is this is yeah. a cute moment that I'm witnessing Aww. between you guys. <laughs> okay, so Bethany this is, stressful. is a super like relatable person and she if she, she like cares really deeply about people um, mm-hmm. and she has a hard time with boundaries sometimes because yeah. you're just like oh like just caring so much and then that is really inspiring though because she's uh, seen how she's developed those boundaries to in order to be there and be there for herself and for them in a more healthy way it's been really cool to watch and, and I've definitely learned some things and then in her therapy session she <laughs> Like tells tells me, hey, this is what I learned in therapy. This is really good. I'm like, oh, that's awesome. So I'm getting like free therapy. <laughs> wow. So therapy is um, my activity outside yes. of <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> what a healthy activity, honestly. That's very healthy. It's uh, <laughs> not wrong. No, that was so cute. You guys are adorable. I love them. Seriously, uh, like when when I met them, I was like, okay, I think they're gonna be really cool, but also like you never know. When I met them, and I was just like, they're really cool. I really like them. Okay, awesome. We're gonna talk about some deep stuff. So get ready um we're just gonna go straight for it what was your guys's childhood like hmm i know it's a tough question a of, yeah you were jumping right into it i like it yeah um we had a really really good childhood like very very um the community that we grew up in our parents we were given like every opportunity really and um mm-hmm. not just in music obviously we were pushed towards music from a young age um but just in general really really good people um, but it was also a bubble, and mm-hmm. um, so we didn't know what was outside of that bubble. And then um, I wouldn't say it. We did learn some things as you travel and you experience, you know, other cultures. You travel a bunch and you're on tour. You come back and you realize, oh, there's definitely some trauma things that we didn't fully realize yeah. were there. Yeah. Um, and it took us going out of it to realize that's why we do some of that and so mm-hmm. i don't know you can add to it yeah like it I was think, a beautiful upbringing yeah well but. i feel like for so many people it's like you, i mean not for everybody genuinely we had a beautiful childhood with two loving parents who were obsessed with us and so like mm-hmm. what more could you ask for right and i think sometimes when you have all of that given to you you think maybe i can't have had a bad experience at mm-hmm. times and you feel guilty for that and mm-hmm. i think coming full circle in some ways there are just some things that looking back we have grown and we're different in a lot of ways each of us individually and yeah I think I mean for us we were very sheltered in some areas that Mm -hmm. I think there's just like long-term effects in some areas um I mean we had a very religious upbringing so that definitely Mm -hmm. has an effect on you um also very open in the music world which is really interesting so yeah. like extremely like it, we got to listen to everything um yeah growing up which is super interesting but yeah i think very very close-minded in, in the religious world was yeah. a massive thing mm-hmm. that i think we've kind of come full circle and have been able to start processing how we're we're slightly different in that way and all of us different mm-hmm. in different ways too so cool beautiful childhood honestly. yeah yeah What an incredible answer. I'm, like, actually so impressed with you guys. Like, you're so emotionally mature and, like, healthy. And it's crazy because, like, I knew we all had similarities, obviously, like, just based on, you know, what matters to you guys. But as anyone who's watching this who knows me and all my trauma, (laughs) I grew up Mormon, LDS, you know, very religious 
in Utah in a bubble and you really don't realize until you're out of it and you're like what like I do this because of that and like I have this like coping mechanism because of this and like I have this unhealthy habit or like this distortion of reality and like in my mind I believe it to be true but then like you see the outside world and you're like wow like not everyone's like me and not everyone learned what I learned and like I don't know like I feel like growing up that religious is just so dangerous because even though I think parents intend goodness from it they like want to teach you know their kids about you know the love of God or whatever it's like it can get really mixed in with just a lot of imperfect people and just a lot of like hurtful I don't know just very judgmental just closed-minded like you guys said you know and then you come out of that and you're like oh I was one of those people like I was that judgmental person that was looking at this other person thinking I knew everything and now here I am and I'm like what am I like that's kind of what I went through I went through my divorce I was like oh dang like all the people I used to look back and judge well I just left the church and I'm divorced so like (laughs) I'm I'm one of the people (laughs) and I was like wow like it just makes you kind of like realize like you really can't judge someone until you've walked in their shoes Mm -hmm. and so it's like I don't know it's but it's such a healthy thing to realize but it's hard because it's like deconstructing from all that trauma and like trying to understand like who you were and it's funny you touched on this Bethany which again I'm here I'm talking too much but um my last episode was about how like people with traditional childhood trauma like so for me I know I opened up with you guys but my parents are drug addicts and all that stuff and so like people can look at my childhood and be like oh wow like you had it hard you know like you went through this and like makes sense that you struggle with this or that but people with like traditionally good upbringings with good parents invalidate themselves because if they do have traumas or things that affect them when they become adults and they realize there's no one to blame it's like oh well my parents were good people they tried I had like a quote-unquote good childhood like nothing really bad happened to me so like you invalidate yourself in the sense of, like, I'm not allowed to, like, be hurt about what happened to me or, like, be upset or for it to affect me. And it's, like, no, you are allowed, you know, because it's, like, there's so many factors that go into it. And it's, like, as kids, we have so many needs, like, emotionally, physically. And so it's, like, I don't know. I just think that that's something that I've really been trying to break the stigma on is, like, these people with these normal childhoods, I feel like a lot of the times are like a lot more mentally hurt or emotionally hurt than people who even had worse childhoods. Cause I can validate myself and be like, Oh, I had it hard. You know, but it's like when you don't validate yourself, it just creates guilt and shame, you know, and it shouldn't yeah. be there. Cause it's like, that's a hard experience to go through to, to, you know, and I don't know exact your guys exact story, but to grow up very religious. And then like, now you guys are artists, obviously you travel, you see the world, you're open to so many things. And so you're like, Oh wow. Like that's a lot, you know? So definitely validate your, yourself in that guys. And I think that's something too, that is really important to us. And, um, something I, I tell myself a lot or yeah, something I tell myself a lot is it's really important to feel the stuff. Um, because then when you, once you feel it, then you can start dealing with it. And then, oh, I'm just realizing this is rhyming. Wow. This is kind of weird. <laughs> Make a song out <laughs> of like, this. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> um, Write yeah. this down. <laughs> yeah. Well, you start to feel it and then, and then you can begin to deal with it and then hopefully start to heal. Um, yeah. I really did not make for that to run. It sounds super cheesy. <laughs> so poetic. Yeah. Um, but it, it's super important. But one of the hardest steps is like letting yourself feel those yeah. emotions. Absolutely. Um, even if you're not supposed to. Mm-hmm. I think that's really, yeah, that's one of the hardest steps though. And I think that's yeah. something that all three of us have done in our own way. Totally. I think one of the most dangerous things about 
growing up in like a religious um, childhood is you don't feel like you can change if your parents' expectation is they have failed you if you were different than them. Mm -hmm. That's such a weird thing. That's such an odd trauma to have as you get as you become an adult. Yeah. And that's been something that I think we've all kind of had to be like, no, we're going to be very different. We even did it with each other for a very long oh, time. Yeah. We yeah. all had to think the same way and then slowly mm -hmm. but surely it's we're all very 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 different and i think people. we found freedom in the idea of being able to like love people better mm -hmm. without yeah. having to like be on the same page totally. and that got, i think that's the thing that got really exciting where i don't know where i'm at like spiritually right now mm -hmm. in different in so many ways and i'm so okay with it because i right. i know i can grow and the people around me are gonna love me regardless of where i'm at rather than dependent on where I'm at. yeah so yeah yeah saying i don't know is a really really powerful thing. Yeah, it is. So wonderful. It yeah. is. It's very humbling too. You know, you guys are like, this is just so crazy. I'm like, I feel like I'm talking to myself. Like, <laughs> no, you guys have just had so many similar experiences, and and just what you were saying. Like, similarly with my siblings, we all grew up, you know, Mormon and and in that bubble. And now we all believe completely different things. Like, we're all on very different spectrums. And so it's been interesting seeing us all deconstruct. None of us are Mormon anymore, but we're all like in different places. And like learning to love each other for where you're at and being like, okay, we don't have to believe the same thing. And that's like, cool. Like, it doesn't mean that, you know, it doesn't mean anything. And so I think that's just powerful, you know? And if you can do that in your own family, like you can extend that to other people. And I love you said, Manny, too, about like, when you, like, you can't put the blame on your parents or wait what did you say you were saying something about gosh it was so good you were saying it was a different kind of trauma to have when you like oh, gosh, oh it's gonna like come when to me they growing up where they don't want they have failed yes you if you're yes. different than them that's so powerful yeah. like i think that that's a flaw that sometimes parents have is like it's a pride thing yeah. and they like raise their kids up and they're like okay I did everything I could and so like if they don't believe the same thing as me or if they go off the, the wayward path of what I believe is right like yeah. I'm a bad parent what did I do wrong and it's like maybe it's not about you no, you know sometimes it's actually giving your parent some advice in that and I did this not too long ago where you sit down with them and just say you didn't fail anything mm -hmm. hopefully you think i'm a good person right and that's all that it comes down it's like giving them permission to just be like no i did everything's yeah. fine and sometimes you know they deserve that as well totally because yeah, so. they're humans wow. as well who've gone through what we have gone through right and so i think understanding that is like then then when you know for those of us who do become parents like you can have grace on yourself then too mm -hmm. and now hopefully not carry on that uh, that weight totally their, your child has to be perfect 100 percent. that that was a powerful little bit that we just had there i think <laughs> that's gonna help a lot of people that's very cool so how did you guys go from we three on america's got talent to we three now you know how has that transition been what does that look like for you guys what has that meant to you you know you had such a high moment you kind of got pulled into it and it was like bam you know, like a lot, a lot of pressure, a lot of eyes. And then it's like, you know, who are you as a band? And then figuring that out with all the eyes on you is kind of interesting, yeah. you know? So how has that been? And like, you know, how would you guys represent yourself now versus then? It was, it was tough. Not, not going to lie. Like we didn't like, no, we did. At least I didn't. I'll speak. I won't speak for you guys. <laughs> I did not like how we were portrayed on the show. 
it was uh, these small town kids who didn't know anything about it, which is yeah. true to a point, you know. <laughs> but <laughs> it was just like, yeah, that's very true to a point. But they, that was like the selling point. And so we took it very seriously after the show to um, make sure that people knew that's uh, not who we were. Mm -hmm. And um, they're going to get a much different thing than we want to be. Um, say things less. We, everything that we said on the show was very sugar-coated and mm -hmm. very, it's TV. So I don't right. necessarily regret anything that we did at all. Yeah. Um, but we just had to work really hard after to change it. Mm -hmm. And um, we may have gone a little too far and too quickly in Samarius <laughs> because uh, we went through like a long period of time where we just were losing fans. And like mm -hmm. it was a lot of that audience that, you know, not that we didn't want, but that just, you know, I don't think we were going to give them what they wanted. Right. And um, so we were losing a lot of people. And uh, that was a depressing time for all of us because mm -hmm. we wanted to be authentic. We didn't want to go do what we were doing on the show, but we also wanted to we keep just building we a fan base. We couldn't be oh, what I we would, were. I wouldn't be doing yeah. it. Yeah. I couldn't. still couldn't be. Yeah. yeah. Well, you can't awful. carry on a fake persona. No. You know, it's like, how long can you wear a mask? Yeah. yeah. You know? No, so it, it was definitely worth it, but it's like anything, changing and having to lose friends, having to whatever it is, mm -hmm. it's going to hurt at times, but usually just being true to yourself, as cheesy as that sounds, it really, really does end up paying off in the long run, and I think it has for our career, and hopefully we can continue to do it, but um, you know yeah. all the ins and outs of it. Well, I think, like, the, the transition part, like, we went into the show with a lot of forethought of, like, we want to have a song released with... I mean, there was so much of us still a part of our experience on the show. What yeah. got shown wasn't necessarily always, but, like, us throughout it. We had to... We stood strong in a lot of areas to just, like, remain authentic. Mm -hmm. um, we walked away proud of ourselves. I think we... We tried to put out music as the, as the shows were airing type of a thing. We had a record immediately when the show finished. We wanted to, like, just capitalize on the opportunity, but then yeah. just, like, use what we knew we could do and run with it. Yeah. And in a lot of ways, that absolutely worked. And then, yeah, there was a phase of, like, a lot of people from the show got a very specific perception of us, mm -hmm. you know, and the record was not, in yeah. some ways, in the way they expected. Um, so we but had to I take even, that. I would say, like, the record right after... We got off the show. I think they were like okay with, yeah. but I would say it. We really lost a lot of fans when oh, yeah. we put out um, uh, our song Sarah, which which is such a powerful song. Yeah. So that's so sad. Yeah. You yeah. know, I think that one freaked a lot of people. It out. did. Yeah. I mean, it freaked us out. Like we didn't know if we should put it out. I mean, but I remember when I had written the first two verses of Sarah, and then I showed it to you, and we were sitting there, and I remember you saying. Oh yeah, and then maybe this third verse there'll be some like redemption and she lives. And I was like, no, yeah, that's mm. not reality. Like I hope it is mm -hmm. for some people, but I think we just need to be straight up. That's not the story that you knew no, you had to tell. I was that right. didn't. Yeah, that felt too sugar coated and mm -hmm. too. I wanted to shock some people and start shocking people. Mm -hmm. And um, so yeah, I think that was a first step of kind of alienating some people. But then mm -hmm. ironically that's the song that helped us blow up on TikTok and find a whole new fan base. So, so cool. even the thing that alienates people can also be the thing that brings people back and like finding a new group. Yeah. yeah. And that's where we're just like, okay, regardless of if stuff scares us at any point, as long as it feels right, the music will just guide us to whatever, yeah. like we just kind of continuously have trusted what music 
how it starts, whatever ends up in the place where we all want it on the record, those are the songs supposed to be there, those are the songs that are supposed to go out, and then what happens after that isn't really our prop. Like, we have totally. to just be authentic with what we want to put out. Absolutely. 100%. Yeah. Wow. I love you guys. <laughs> no, seriously, just such powerful answers, and um, it's just, like, the amount of wisdom that you guys are speaking through, like, hard experience you guys have been through. Like, I think especially for like this younger audience that's looking in like with social media and all this pressure to be whatever you know it's like so important to just like be you and like there's going to be consequences and you know being authentic is scary and being vulnerable is scary but like the beautiful thing about it is like like you said once it's out it's like it's out of your control and you're free it's like you're not you're not wearing a mask so it's like it people may leave people may do whatever and that's kind of what happened to me like when I was public about leaving the church in my divorce I was like dang like people are gonna judge me and all this is gonna happen and then some of them did you know but it was like I'm like well the truth is the truth so like I'm set free you know it's out what are you gonna do about it like you know what I mean yeah that's that feeling aspect I feel like you just you you have to it has to you have to name it it has to be out there um, but it's just, that's a scary, such a scary part because yeah, you don't mm-hmm. know what's coming next. Right. People are gonna leave or people are gonna judge me, you know, whatever. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, then you're free. Yeah, I think that's part of like the religious trauma too of like when you when you follow such like a at least in the Mormon Church it's very much like like this very lined up X Y Z do X Y and Z and like this will work out and this will work out and all these things and so it's like I feel like when you grow up in that it's really scary to step out because like you said you don't know the outcome and you're so used to being able to predict the outcome because you're like oh if I do this 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 I know this will happen you know so then you're like okay what's gonna happen to me but then it's so it's there's so much beauty on the other side because it's like you create honest relationships and like real relationships Mm -hmm. but it's like oh what if I have nothing you know and you kind of find yourself a bit which I think is like I don't know it's a powerful thing when you like meet a new part of yourself that Mm -hmm. was hidden by other aspects of yeah yeah absolutely and a lot of that happens I feel like when you get out and you meet people because Mm -hmm. it's almost like a mirror you know you meet somebody new and experience something new and you see a piece of yourself in them that you didn't know was there um so yeah, I feel like for us, when we started traveling more and just started kind of getting out of that bubble, um, we started seeing people living beautiful lives mm-hmm. very differently. Right. And that was really profound and challenging yeah. for me because mm-hmm. I thought that, you know, there's a certain way that it's supposed to go. And then these people that I'm meeting are breaking the mold and they're living like more healthy and whole lives than I was at the time. So I'm like, okay, they've got something that I don't have. Then you have to be honest enough to ask the question, what is it? <laughs> yeah, I think it's interesting that, because um, for, I remember growing up, you know, if you grow up religious or whatever, you, if a moment's really, really tough and you have, whether it's anxiety, whatever, it's a situation that's tough, you have like an anchor that you can go back and like almost like blame it on them, not blame it, but they're like that thing that you can ask. There's always a comfort there, that mm-hmm. you can, whether it's God, whatever it is. And then as I started to step away from stuff, I realized that was gone. Mm-hmm. And like, it was weird at first, but then it ended up being the best thing because then it's just, I'm relying on myself mm-hmm. to get myself out of it. And uh, I'm not saying one is better, like you find whatever you need to anchor yourself. Yeah. But I was realizing I was relying on things way more than I should have instead yeah. of just doing it myself. Yeah. But it's good to strip it back and like then re-identify because yeah. then whatever you do end up believing in, it's like you actually believe yeah. in it for exactly. yourself. Yeah. It's not like, oh, I was just kind of taught this, yeah. you know. Exactly. 
so good. Okay, awesome. What's something you wish you could change about the way people perceive artists or fame? I was thinking about this. Oh! <laughs> That's what I was thinking about. <laughs> We're not an imparted guy. <laughs> This is a green. This is added effects. We're like definitely did that on purpose. Sample that and put that in the slide. I wish that people could look at artists not as the standard or as Mm -hmm. like something even to achieve status level uh, or even something necessarily to emulate, but as just people who are telling their story and just being honest. I think that that's happening more and more, mm-hmm. um, but I would love to make that process even happen sooner and faster because uh, I think we do tend to idolize individuals who have made it to a certain status, whether it's fame, you know, whether it's uh, financial gain, whatever it is, and we try to emulate that. And there's a there's a point to where that is helpful, I think. Um, it's just that you're learning from somebody, you know, you have a mentor, you know, what have you. But um, there's definitely, like, we do not have it figured out. Yeah. And I don't, I don't really want people to be like, hey, follow me. I've got everything put together, you know. Um, I just really feel like more like this is, okay, this is what I've learned. This is what I'm really terrible at. This is what I'm actually doing okay at. Um, let's talk about it, you know. And so... For me, I think that would be it, taking the artists off of the pedestal and just let them be honest with their own experience. That's good. Uh, mine would probably be kind of what we were talking about earlier uh, during lunch is the drastic highs and lows that an artist feels in a five-minute period sometimes. Um, it's hard to explain to certain people especially like I have you know friends and stuff that um, I love to death and love doing stuff with but it's a very very sometimes awkward thing to explain to them like the inconsistency and like how that really does affect a mood like if you didn't have your consistent thing I wouldn't trade what I do for the world but it is a very very I would love to be able to explain that to people. (laughs) It's very hard to do that. It's hard because I think from like an artist perspective, when you've had like fame and success and all these things, it's almost like you don't feel like you're allowed to like complain about your life because it's like everyone looks at you and they're like, oh, you have it so easy. And like, I would, I would love to be you, you know, but it's, it's cool. Like I've seen from my perspective, obviously I date an artist and like, I'm like, this life ain't easy. It is not sunshine and rainbows. And like with all the good that comes with it, there's a lot of bad that comes with it. And so it's like, I just think that that's where it comes down to like, people shouldn't compare number one, because people see you guys and they idealize you and they're like, oh, they have this or they have that. But it's like, you have real lives, you have real struggles, you know, and then you have a microscope on you at the same time. So I just think that like it's powerful even you guys being on this podcast and like sharing your hearts and like your struggles it's like people are seeing you for who you truly are and I think that it kind of like humanizes artists you know because like there is kind of this false perception of like they just have it all and it's just all great and it's like 
I don't think any artist would be an artist if they weren't like a little broken on the inside, you know? And that's why they are artists. <laughs> I think I see it so funny that like there's people that I idolize and look up to and I will get lost in their artistry and just assume they're this. Like if I saw them on the street. Yeah. And the thing I just try to think about is like their mind is still their mind as it was before they had fame and when they now do they're, mm-hmm. they're the exact same person going into the new circumstance that feels the same things they did so every version of your mental state and view on life is like it's the same person that steps into the stage and sings in front of people and then walks back off and you know calls your friend or something like that it's like it doesn't change how you struggle and how you live really it's mm-hmm. just like you're doing it in a different way at times but yeah, so sometimes I'll picture them, like, living in a, just a very similar day to me. And I'm like, oh, that's just such a wild concept. Because we do. We just put them up there. Yeah. And just really normal. <laughs> it's easy to do when you haven't, like, really been in it. Or, like, for me, I've never been in it. But I've witnessed it on the other side. So it's like, yeah, you kind of, you get starstruck and you idolize people. And then you meet them and you're like, oh, like, these are just real people with, yeah. like, real struggles and, like, I also am such a big believer on, like, someone's hard is, like, okay, so, like, what we go through, like, we all like to judge, you know, struggle and be, like, oh, this person has it worse than this and this person has it worse than this, but, like, I'm a huge believer in, like, whatever we go through is hard to us, and so, like, for me, like, obviously... And I keep mentioning it. It's like my only story. Okay. <laughs> but like, obviously I had a crazy childhood. I got divorced. I was like broken human, just really rough, you know? And now I have this podcast, I quit my job. I have this like successful boyfriend who's cute, whatever. <laughs> and so people look at me and they're like, oh man, she's living the life. And I'm like, you do not know what I'm facing. And also I would say that I struggled just as much as I did back then. Yeah, that's that's wild. As I do now. But it's like whatever you're facing feels hard because it's like hard to you and it's what you're facing. So it's like even though, you know, maybe what I went through back then is like harder, I still feel like I struggle just as much. It's just different. And it's just like, you know, people don't. It's just it's all perspective, you know. Yeah. A hard day is still just a hard day. Yes. (laughs) Um, so this one, like these questions might coincide a little bit. Um, it's kind of up to you guys on how you want to answer it and like how comfortable you are. Um, but we'll start with the easy one. What's the hardest thing you guys have been through as a band? I feel like, I feel like letting each of us do what we're good at. Like at first, I think we were all trying to have a hand in everything and, um, that caused fights, caused jealousy, caused everything having to be equal, and it was just so stressful. When in reality, I was really bad at certain things, and there was no reason I needed to be doing it. And um, so once we were able to let some of our egos go and um, actually just let people be good at what they do and just hand that over, and not everything has to be equal that was huge and we were able to move as like a unit instead of just a bunch of people fighting for like a spotlight i don't know if you would agree with that i think i would like very much so band portion of it um because obviously we've experienced hard things as siblings that are also in a band but like in the band the i would say once we started like 
just like wanting the best for each other, regardless of if it kept us together or not. That's when things really started working even better. Um, yeah, because I do think starting out, there's jealousy, there's slight competition, there's, I mean, all the things as siblings, let alone be a trio. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, I think, I don't know, there was like a switch where it was like we really wanted to do this and the good parts were so good that I think we just had some perspective shifts and yeah, started cheering each other on. Like, it took a while though. Yeah. It really, really did. And there were a lot of other opinions and a lot of other things, people that we were taking advice from that we probably shouldn't yeah. have. But once we kind of stripped all that back and went, they really don't know anything about this. Yeah. We are the only people who can yeah. actually make these correct decisions. It yeah. got a lot better. But no, it was a couple of years of yeah. actual of hard, very, very yeah. difficult dynamics in the yeah. group. And he would always say that our relationships come before the band. So if anything would affect our relationships in God, regards to the band. Pissed me off I know, but you now you're that. like, that's actually really good. That's just like gave me some trauma. <laughs> we love, we love yeah, trauma on this that. podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We're all about it. Exactly. No, but you're right though. Joshua, do you have anything to add to that? Um, just to piggyback off of off of that, um, when he's saying that we kind of did our own things and went in our own lanes, I think also when we allowed our each of us to believe uh, and just be individuals um, especially as siblings you know you kind of you grow up the same way we're very similarly and so you have to believe the same way you have to think the same way a lot of these so once we got to that point where we were able to just let each other be yeah. i think that's when a lot of like she's talking about a lot of the freedom came and now we were able to just appreciate each other for who we are um i mean there's things that i do that he absolutely hates and he <laughs> still drives me nuts sometimes <laughs> um but like these, and I'm not being sappy or like joking at all. Like these are some of like my favorite humans, and I think that they're amazing. Some of the most amazing people that I know. Um, and I think you can do that even if you disagree with people. Yeah. So. <laughs> wow. Oh, that's nice. Thanks. <laughs> you, guys, you guys are sweet, and like genuinely, like for anyone who's listening, you guys know I'm real with you guys. I don't care. These are genuine people who, like, I can tell you guys actually care about each other. And it's not these, like, ulterior motives. Like, let's go and act, you know, put on this persona and be this way. Like, you guys are very authentic from the moment I met you guys. And so I can see you've been through a lot together, but that's made you a lot stronger, which is really cool. So I appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. This one's a little bit more delicate. So Bring it on. tread lightly. <laughs> also, can I just say Bethany's glowing? You're so beautiful. Oh, I keep looking at you. I'm like, she's so beautiful. <laughs> I literally was thinking the same thing. Oh I was like, gosh. you don't wear any makeup on your face oh my but gosh. mascara, right? I'm a sweaty You're mess. You're a stunner. Oh, my gosh. I literally at the, at the airport, I was like, let me pop all the pimples on my head. Great. <laughs> that was a great idea. Okay. So this is something, yeah, you guys kind of answer, um, you know, how you want to or if you don't really have an answer that's okay i just want this to be a space where like i don't know i think it's really empowering to talk about these things and sometimes there's not you don't, there's you can't just like get on your instagram story and be like hey like i went through this and like let me talk about it you know it's like not it's not the place to really expound um but i will say podcast listeners are very non-judgmental loving people because if someone's willing to listen to you talk for an hour usually yeah. they're like pretty cool yeah. <laughs> um so you face a lot less judgment and like criticism on a podcast than you do like you know on social media i guess you could say but if you're comfortable sharing 
what's the hardest thing you've all been through in each of your personal lives? It could be one thing, it could be two things, but I guess like in your own experience, like what's your thing that you went through that like just shook you and changed who you are and changed your perspective and like, you know, put you at your rock bottom. You know, I think we've all had some of those things. So if you're comfortable sharing, if not, that's okay. (laughs) I can start. I've had the the same one for a while. So I'm I'm, I'm grateful that there hasn't been anything worse yet, Sure. but (laughs) this could change tomorrow. We'll see. Um, So as of now... Uh, the worst was definitely uh, when mom died and it was, I mean, obviously that's just a traumatic experience for anybody. Uh, for me personally, what I was going through was a, and a lot of it came from that, the, the negative parts of that religious background was I, I felt never, um, like it was almost like I had created another person and I wrote, I wrote a song about this actually, I created another person that I was comparing myself to and it was a version of myself that was like the, the all of the things that I felt like I should be um, and you know entrepreneur musician uh, composer husband uh, brother like all those things and being just the absolute best and I always fell short always 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 fell short and it got so uh just so visceral and so real that it almost was like another person. And it was like, they were constantly talking to me like, ah, do that better, man. You suck. This is terrible. And that just got to such a terrible extent. It went so far where I, I really, um, it was just one of the lowest parts of my life for sure. And, um, and then mom getting sick and then she passes. And at that point, um, and I also, I had this, these anxiety traits that I, I didn't know what they were. Um, but I was very anxious and I just didn't realize that's what it was. And so at that point as well, my body started telling me, um, Hey, you have to figure this out. And, uh, there's just these weird symptoms started coming out. I'm like, what is going on? And I, so all of these things kind of hit me at once. And then when mom passed, that was just the the floodgates open and I didn't know what to do. I was like, something has to change. I don't know what I'm going to do. Um, so I just started experimenting with, with different things. And that was actually one of the first, that was the first time that I started meditating. Um, and I know that's kind of a, it's kind of a big word, but for me, what it simply meant at that time was to go into a quiet room and just, I, I literally set my timer for five minutes and just like quieted my mind, didn't think about anything. Um, and just really kind of reeled it back in. And, and anybody who's done any meditation, like uh, they've gone through any type of um, uh, teaching on it or any guided meditation, one of the things that they say is really helpful is don't try to push thoughts away, but allow them to come in and then just go out. It's kind of like watching traffic. Like, oh, wait, no, there are no cars here. That's what we said at the beginning. No, uh, Added effects. Green screen. Oh, yeah, green screen, right? No, but just watching the cars go by and they just go and they go. And those are like thoughts and just letting them go, but not hanging mm-hmm. on to them. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had to set my timer for five minutes because if I didn't, that other person would be like, oh, you can go longer. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I had to just keep it at five minutes. And then that slowly grew to more and more and more and more. And I could, I could, uh, I could do it for a while now. And um, that was really helpful for me. And there was mm-hmm. a handful of other things that I did as well. Um, but that was definitely the hardest time um, 
I just kind of got hit with all of these pieces of trauma, uh, different struggles, just got hit at the same time. And um, so definitely in a much better place now, and I'm super grateful for that. And I've learned a lot. And I think that's the thing about trauma that's interesting is it's really, it's an opportunity to, it can be an opportunity to grow. Um, it just depends on, like you were talking about earlier, your perspective and how you kind of go at it. So, um, yeah. Wow. That is all. <laughs> Thank you for sharing. It's, it's scary to be vulnerable about that stuff, you know? And so, like, that's, that's very brave of you. It's, I mean, it's brave of you guys to come on here, like, and just be so open. And, I mean, this obviously isn't like an interview podcast, you know? So I'll let you guys continue. But thank you for sharing. Um was literally sitting there I was listening to you I promise <laughs> but I was also like what do I choose um, a really tough thing was going through I was married way too young um, for you I mean as you go through as you're brought up in a religious way that's usually a side effect is you uh, get married for the wrong reasons and way too young when your brain isn't developed when all this stuff and you're changing and that's just usually a recipe for disaster not all the time um but it was for me and uh so i ended up marrying my high school sweetheart and um i don't to this day think she's a lovely human being we just weren't right for each other but um being the first person to leave because I was the one that left um, was a very traumatizing experience um, and just being surrounded by not everybody but a lot of people that were like you're this is wrong I can't believe you're doing this or just like very passive aggressive ways of going around it it was very very traumatizing but I know it was um, it was definitely worth it as for both of us it was definitely worth it but um, being surrounded by a bunch of people and growing up in that bubble and then choosing to uh, step out of it. I wouldn't say that was the first time I think I stepped out of it. I think I had started to step out quite a bit before, but I felt like that was when I jumped. And uh, it was a very, very intense experience. So, yeah. <laughs> you guys are going to make me cry. Um, Manny, I just, I just want to be like, vulnerable with you in this moment because anyone who's listening who you know is a listener of the podcast you guys know you know married divorce traumatic <laughs> married in the church same thing yeah. married really young 18 you know and you're just kind of you get married because it's kind of the thing to do and like yeah you love the person but it's like you know there's a lot of outside factors um and I will say there was a lot more that filled my relationship that I don't like publicly talk about but primarily like my husband was the one who wanted to leave and what I will say coming from that perspective is that in the moment, it was obviously very hard. Rejection is hard. And like, you know, it's hard to, you know, make that commitment to someone and have them walk away and you question if it's you and all these things. But what I will say is like hindsight, I'm so happy that he let me go because he knew yeah. that, you know, I wasn't the person he was willing to choose and to sacrifice and all these different things. And so it's like in the moment you want them to hold on and you want to keep that relationship and you, you value the good things and all these things, but it's like long-term it's never going to work if two people are on the same page. And so exactly. it's like, now I have this really healthy relationship and if, which I haven't even really shared this, but we're just, you know, we're getting like honest. It. Um, 
you know, if he would have never really pulled that plug. And I mean, eventually I was the one who actually walked, but like it was him who wanted it and I fought for it for a long time. If he wouldn't have done that, I don't know if I ever would. Mm. And um, I would definitely not be in a healthy, happy relationship, you know? And so I think that give yourself a lot of grace in the sense that like sometimes letting go, and I know that may be controversial even like based on whatever, um, of anyone's beliefs on marriage and yada yada. But I think moral of the story is that like marriage takes two willing people. And if that's not the case, it's like letting that person go. Sometimes it's just for the best. Well, and I think, thank you, by the way, I appreciate it. Um, I think the other piece of it, um, is like we were talking before a little bit. That's a huge time when people are changing and becoming the human that they're going to be. Um, and it's a very horrible time to be <laughs> married to someone. Yeah. Like, not always. I'm not saying that across the board, but um, yeah, not I'm, all a young no, marriage ends no, bad. No, but I'm not a good amount that. of it. Doesn't. Yeah. No, there was a very specific thing that I remember. We had a conversation, and uh, she said, "I miss the person that you used to be," because mm. I was growing, I was changing, and to me, that was like, "Oh, you're kind of done with it too," like. We didn't split for a little while after that, but it was a very interesting, like, you're missing what this was. I can't be that anymore. So it was, you know, She was holding on me. to, like, the idea of who she wanted you to be or yeah. who you were, you exactly. know? Exactly. Yeah. No, that makes sense. So. And that's not fair for you either, you know? Yeah. So it's just one of those things where it's like, I mean, me and Manny talked about this earlier, but, like, divorce is just one of those terrible things. Yeah. <laughs> and I think regardless of the circumstances, even if someone was, like, inherently wrong or cheated or did whatever, I think regardless, it's extremely traumatic for both people. Mm-hmm. Extremely traumatic and... I wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy. No. Traumatic, <laughs> embarrassing, everything that you can possibly think of. Humbling. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But you find that person yeah. that both people have to fight yes. and be willing. So. Thank look, you so much for sharing yeah, that, though. Course. Seriously. I know I that's like it. takes a lot. Yeah. Trust me. No, I so. appreciate <laughs> That's going to help it. a lot of people. So that's very special. I think I it's really so. cool that both of you are are here. No. Yeah, you've gone through all that, and it's Divorcees. like we're still alive. We're still, we're still alive. Shining star on us. Yes. Good job. We love it. Okay, it. so I feel like mine is a semi like hidden something where I can't like you wouldn't look at me and think that I would. Yeah, it's not very visible, and I won't go into like specific details, but like I'm actually got married super young, 20, same thing. Um, I'm actually celebrating 10 years of marriage tomorrow with him, which is kind of wild. Um, We are completely different people than when we married. And I know a lot of people say that, but genuinely the change is the thing that took me to my lowest. Um, Because I I wasn't raised in a way to be self-reliant or independent. I was raised in a way unintentionally to shut down the things that give me the most passion and like zest for life. Um, And so realizing that for us to move forward at the period in our marriage that was very, very difficult, um, I had to decide that finding myself was worth losing him and that I loved him so much that I knew that would be better for both of us. So there was a period of time, probably like a year and a half, where like I had resigned myself to 
losing him and I pictured him in a, in a life without me for a long time. I pictured what I, I couldn't picture mine as much. I always pictured it alone for some reason, but like still happy. Um, but I did. I just had to like resign myself to if that's the reality to find myself, then I'm I have to be willing to do that. So it was more of a mental struggle that him and I were both going through. Um, it ended happy because it it genuinely brought us back together as new people that, um, yeah, really just wanted to be together and, and wanted each other as we are now and recognize the change that will continue to happen and are like very much so here for it. Um, but yeah, it was a period of time I didn't talk to anybody about it because embarrassing is a word that I felt like I was like, no, no. Um, and then, you know, we made it. So I think people look and they're like, oh my God, 10 years. And I'm like, yeah, I, but two diff- like two different people. Yeah. Um, but yeah, a very interesting, very lonely time. But um, I wouldn't trade it for anything at this point. So. Wow. That's so powerful, Bethany, because that's something I feel like people don't talk about is when like you really struggle within marriage and like that concept of like, you know, losing myself is worse than losing someone else. And that's like... It's interesting because I feel like there's a perspective of, like, that's a selfish thing, but it's really the most selfless thing because if you don't have yourself, you can't give to someone. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so, like, and it's cool to celebrate. Like, that's amazing. You guys are celebrating 10 years, and congratulations. And, like, you guys worked through that, and it worked out. Like, you guys probably have such a beautiful bond. And then we can also celebrate, me and Manny, exactly. that are like, you know what? It didn't work <laughs> <Yeah>. out. <laughs> but that's okay because something better yeah. for both people exactly. is going to work out. Yeah. You know, and so it's like you can kind of celebrate both. Um, so that's such a cool perspective. Yeah. I remember during that time, too, I kind of felt bad because I could tell that <laughs> I just took the leap and was like, just run, do it. And I remember it kind of, it felt like it rocked your world a yeah. little bit where you were like, Oh, that is a thing you can do. Yeah. That is something you can do. Should I do that? It was obviously a very different situation. Yeah, but still, coming from where we came from, it didn't seem like a possibility. Yeah. Yeah. It kind of makes it, it puts it into perspective of like, oh, you can actually like leave a marriage. Yeah. Yeah. Because like you you really don't think you can. And like, I mean, when you make the commitment, generally we all plan to keep it, right? We're not like, oh yeah, I'm going to be in. Yeah. You know? (laughs) But... (laughs) You no. never. It's, marriage is crazy, guys. <laughs> make sure. It does. Make sure it's the right one. Do your research. On your, be careful. No. Jesus, maybe, be careful. Maybe wait like twenty-five-ish. You know. So funny. Except yeah. for you guys, great job. Ten Thank out of ten. You. Yeah, I'm glad it worked out for you guys. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, it all it all works out in the end. It does. But, um, yeah, this is cool stuff. Like seriously, people don't talk about this stuff because it's really like it's scary to like admit a failed relationship and it's also scary to admit failure within a relationship because you don't want people to like view your marriage poorly because you went through that hard time you know and so it's like we just we we want people to and maybe that comes from all of our trauma of like wanting people to see us in a good light but you know it's really it's it's hard to be like oh yeah like I failed or like this happened and like it's cool but like I know you're gonna judge me but like you know, yeah. I'm good. Yeah, and I feel like that's what's changed a lot. Is like now it's I can share all of the things mm-hmm. and not feel embarrassed about how people are going to view me because you're it's viewing me. In, so it's yeah. yeah. At least my it's always it's been ingrained in me so much to care. Um, I will always strive to be someone who doesn't care about what people think, 
but it'll always be there. I think no matter what, and you'll just that's I think the goal is just to keep working and get that's past honest, it. That's honest though. But yeah, it'll always that's be there. That's the truth. People are like, oh, I just don't care what people think about me. It's like, I think we all care. Yeah. Oh yeah. But it's kind of the effort of being like. Yeah. It, it I've changed a that bit. now and I'm like yeah. I will always be the person who's trying not to care as yeah. much. Yeah. I love that. And especially with the people you trust. Like yeah. I couldn't even do that before. But mm-hmm. like now with like select few people that I trust, mm-hmm. I'm like you can literally know almost everything about me and I'm yes, I might cringe and be like oh my god, but also be like <laughs> no, but then they can love me better. Yeah. Like at least that's what I tell myself. <laughs> Bethany, I feel like we're the same person. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, guys, we only have a couple more questions left because this, this has been so good. Um, so we're going to kind of go back to music. We had to get a little deep, though, you know, yeah. <laughs> a little vulnerable. Um, what song, album, EP, or project of yours means the most to you guys and why? I'm curious to hear your guys' answers. Ah. Um, I'll go first. Uh, our last album, Happy, would definitely be my favorite because some of the songs were written... Um, while I was married, going through a divorce, meeting new people, it's all through falling in and out of love. Like, I just almost get to watch the trauma and the whole thing just through these songs. And mm-hmm. so it's, for me personally, like, as a writer, it's a very, very cool thing. I went back and listened to it the other day all the way through. And I was like, God damn, you're so dumb. You did some <laughs> dumbass things, but But that's one of my favorites. I think for yeah, I think for me it's like the projects that are yet to come that in my brain I'm just like I'm so passionate and excited about it, which it sometimes can be bad because I'll be like, ah, the other stuff, it isn't, we're already past that, which obviously are beautiful things to go back and I'm obsessed with. But yeah, I'm I'm very much so excited about what is coming. <laughs> Yay. Always. <laughs> yeah, man, I I think I along the same lines as you, I, I don't know if I could pick one um, project or one song. Ah. Yeah. There is something about the first, our very first project that I think was really special when uh, coming out of AGT and uh, that one will always have a, a soft spot in my heart for sure. That whole, that whole project. Um, but yeah, I am also really excited for what's to come too. And I think that there's a lot of, we're just becoming more and more, um, I don't know, honest with ourselves and, and becoming more and more real and uh, learning more about ourselves. And that's just really exciting because I think that I think that people are really cool. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, there's a lot going on in all Not of us. Not you guys, but other people. Other people. Boom. Now we're comfortable. I'm yes, like, exactly. Right, good. Right, good. Touche. Very good. Very good. So, anyway, you'll see what's, uh, what's to come. I love that. Okay. Now, I want to talk a little bit about your guys's latest single, In Therapy. Actually, I think my favorite song of your guys's. I think I know every word. Oh. I, like, kept listening to it. I was like, dang, this is, like, a bop, and it's relatable, and it's so raw. And so I wanted to talk a little bit about it. Obviously, your guys's manager kind of sent me over, like, a little bit of a description, but I was so impressed by the honesty of the insecurity within relationships because I feel like that's not something that's talked about especially you know with people who have relationship trauma like us you know all of us here whatever um but it's kind of not something that's talked about but it's like you know 
it is really hard to have healthy relationships after you've been hurt. And like, we don't like to talk about the thoughts that we have. And we don't like to talk about insecurities because it makes us feel less than, you know? And we want to have this persona of like, I know my worth and I know my value and I'm not insecure. And I don't think these things, but it's like, we all have those thoughts. So I just want to, yeah, I just really, really wanted to compliment you guys on the song, but I thought it was so cool because it's like, it's not a heartbreak song. It's not like a love song. It's just like a very raw, <laughs> yeah. honest, like, hey, this is where I'm at. And like, I'm in scared about this. And I have this thought. And like, I'm like, dang, that's just so real. Like, even in adulthood, like, I feel like people think only in teenage relationships. Like, I'm like, wow, I really relate to this song. Anyways, I just want to talk about it and kind of see what inspired that song. You know, how do you guys feel about the song? It's just, I just love that song. And it's great. Well, thank you. That means a lot, really. Um, yeah, that song made me so uncomfortable. It like very, very uncomfortable. Because um, like you said, I hate like the, the stuff that does go on in my head and everybody's head um, is usually really awkward and you hate the fact that you think it and it makes you feel even more insecure about the things you feel insecure about. So usually you don't really want to talk about it. Uh, but it so I, you put it in a song. Yeah. Yes. And tell everybody. And tell everybody. I tend to do that sometimes. Uh, but no, I like it says, went to a 1975 concert with um, my girlfriend at that time. And uh, it was very weird because I was, I almost couldn't enjoy it the whole time because mm-hmm. I, we had a very toxic relationship. And so my brain just kept getting insecure and kept getting insecure and kept getting insecure and um i got back and i was like god that was like the best experience and the worst experience of my Mm. life and no one knows Mm. like nobody knows that that's happening right now Wow. and um so then i just sat down and was not honestly expecting to write anything um but then it just kind of the first couple lines came out and i just decided to do basically what what you already described is Tell all my insecurities. Might <laughs> yeah, as well just, just full send it. it. On. Just lay them out there. <laughs> yeah. No, and that song is crazy. And the video, too, I will say. I just love it. You know I that we like, shot part of it right there? Right there. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Look at us. Yeah. With Manuel, well, he'll, he'll show me certain lyrics and we'll be like, we got to save that for about 10 years till it's not relevant <laughs> because that's too vulnerable. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, the other thing I wanted to get across with the song, and um, I tried to do that more like in the second verse, is like, you, I, I feel like you have extremes. There's either songs that are like self-deprecating, and um, like to yourself, or you're just really angry and you're just kind of roasting somebody else, whether it's in your relationship or not. And this one, I wanted it to almost like I'm roasting both of us, mm-hmm. and like you also are playing a part in this. It's not just me, <laughs> uh, but that's what we're in therapy for. So yeah, right, just, right. Yeah, so I'm glad it came across. That's yeah, cool. no, and, that's that's a power. Like genuinely, I was like kind of shaken up and like I I mean I hear a lot of stuff and whatever sure. like I'm kind of in that world so I just was like so impressed by that one awesome. um, I think it's really special I think the um, other the other thing is how it ends with like a party like he's like you're celebrating <laughs> yeah he's like alright I'll shut up now let's, let's go yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I love that it's kind of like that uh, I don't know <laughs> yeah it's you know? like well we're well, just figuring it out we're yeah. just gonna exist anyway yeah and it's okay yeah yeah so, that one's powerful which obviously um I can't share everything with them, but I heard your guys' whole new album coming out. Incredible. So excited oh, for you guys. Amazing. You guys are going to love it. It's amazing. 
so proud of you guys, so cool. And I was like, dang, I got to listen to all the songs. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. Why is being so vulnerable about your guys' struggle with mental health through your music so important to you? I think we always say that it wasn't intentional. <laughs> that I think I think we're just learning more and more that that's kind of just. I think we have very deep parents that were very thought provoking in a lot of ways, and I think we're just unintentionally we kind of show up that way. And so the music went that way, and then it connected, and then we felt safe to continue. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's there's not a ton of forethought in let's be vulnerable. I mean. Mm-hmm. At times, it's like push yourself, sure, but like yeah, it was. it's not for the sake of being. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. I mean, I do think, which I'm very glad about, like our fans and just fans in general of people who love music, really can see through the bullshit of artists these days. Mm-hmm. And if you're not being genuine, like they really can tell. Mm-hmm. And so that's not necessarily why we're doing it, but um. I just think that's that's the music I want to listen to, and so um, that's the music I hope we can help them listen to, and hopefully, I don't know. My my favorite thing that I always say when I'm writing something is um, I put it down, and if it doesn't make me uncomfortable listening back and saying it, it's probably not honest enough. Wow. And so I need to like have my palms a little bit sweaty, like when I show someone else mm-hmm. or whoever it is. And uh, it's a really terrible thing for me to do to myself all the time. But that's what you're in therapy for. Get on a boat or something. Go fishing, man. Go fishing. You need to have a sign on your computer when you're not there working so it's gone fishing. No, literally. Yeah, Manny fishes, by the way, guys. I know you wouldn't expect it, but he's a fisherman. Your buddies are going to expose you and they're going to be like, you don't fish. We buy everything. You show us. Hey, I actually. You did catch a fish the other day and you ate it. You cooked it and ate it. It's a decent size. That's big. Yeah. It was good. So cool. Um, well, that's that's a really crazy answer because I think that it's just prevalent in who you guys are as people. That's probably why that message is so pushed and why you guys, you know, you cultivate such a loyal fan base that, like, feels so connected. But it's, it's not because you guys are like, oh, let's, like, be pushy about mental health and let's, like, push on this. It's like you guys are just genuine people who have genuine crazy you all have very crazy life situations and stories um i feel like we're all trauma bonded kind of <laughs> like yes trauma bonded. Okay. um but you guys are just like unapologetically you and you're honest and and that you know inherently is going to push your audience to accept their mental health and like not be scared of it because you're just talking through the things that we all feel but we don't talk about you know because we're scared and it's uncomfortable and so it's that I just love that answer that kind of surprised me but just that it's almost like oh it's not necessarily like our goal but it just kind of happens through who we are which is very very powerful amazing well one more question about mental health um I know you guys obviously you tour you connect with fans I know your song Sarah has connected with so many people and I was even stalking your guys' TikTok and there was this cute TikTok of this girl that was like meeting we three you know knowing I'm never gonna see them again and then it was like meeting them the next year knowing that they're the reason I'm here and I was like wow that's powerful and so I know you guys have experienced that but for any fan you know who's struggling with their mental health what advice, what would you say to someone who was struggling, who loves you, who looks up to you, you know, what advice would you give them? What encouragement would you give them? 
I would just give them a big hug. <laughs> and just that you are so loved and so beautiful. And uh, the world is such a better place because you're in it. That is all. That is all. And then I would give another hug. Manny's like, <laughs> I would take them fishing. <laughs> I'd just disappoint them. No, I would... Uh, maybe it's an unor- unorthodox answer. I feel like I don't have a whole lot of authority to speak on it because I haven't figured out half of it, and I deal with the same stuff every day. So I guess that would be my thing to say to you is if I'm still here doing it and I don't feel like I have much authority to give you any advice... You can do the same thing. I don't know. That's an odd answer, but no, I think that, that every is, time I was coming up yeah. with something, I'm like, you, you're still struggling with it. The no, mess. that's <laughs> that's great. I always tell people like when I did the podcast, I'm like, but I don't know what I'm talking about. That's why yeah. I'm here crying. Yeah. So like, you know, yeah. I'm just gonna, you know. But people really like when you share, hey, this is where I'm at. It's a lot easier to say like, oh, I used to be depressed. I used yeah. to be anxious. I used to be this. It's a lot harder to be like. I am this way and I don't know where I'm going or how I'm going to get out of it. But like, I'm trying, Mm -hmm. you know, and I really think there's power in that because your pride is gone, Yeah, you know, and you meet people where they're at and that's really how all of us feel like whatever it is, we all have different things, but all of us have something, Yeah, you know, that we're working through. And so I think that's, I'm just very impressed with all your guys' answers. I'm like, dang. Oh. Everyone's going to be like, screw Nicole. We no. don't want to listen to everybody. Oh, great <laughs> questions, too. Great questions. Okay. I'm trying to think. I feel like... Um, weirdly, just the thing that helps me is just keep getting to know yourself. And, like, the tiniest little things that you learn about yourself that make you feel better. Like, you're the best person to give yourself that insight on what makes you feel a little bit better so like simple notes that you take in a day that you're like oh that got me out of a really bad place like maybe write it down and try that again just like just like simple things don't take on yeah don't take on like I have to get better instead like Mm -hmm. right now I want to feel better what have I done that's worked and Mm -hmm. try that but also that we love you so much. <laughs> you guys are all so different, but so similar. You guys are such like a package. Like, I feel like you all have like a piece. I'm like, wow, like formulated. That's just like the crazy. I'm like, this is like a therapy session for me. <laughs> Amazing. Well, there's only two more questions, but one thing I kind of, this is off the rails, but um, just like a quick PSA for anyone who's watching this. One thing I really try to talk about, because I feel like it's kind of frowned upon is like going to therapy is cool. Like, there's nothing wrong with going to therapy. And I feel like people think, oh, if I go to therapy, there's something wrong with me. Or if you have, like, traditionally good parents, your parents, like, you don't need therapy. Why are you going to therapy? You know, and it's like, I'm like, everyone who's watching this, go to therapy. You all have things you need to work through. And therapy doesn't mean there's something wrong with us. It means that things have happened to us that have affected us. Yeah. And, you know, it's just working. So I just pretty much want you guys to, like, pretty much hype it up and be like, yeah, go to therapy. Go to therapy. It's terrifying, <laughs> but it's great. Here's Manny with the really honest answer. I'm just going to be like, honest oh. with, like, very terrifying. But I do think having, even if you don't think you have any problems, he agrees. He agrees. He's um, like, yes. Even if you don't think you have any problems, having, talking to someone who has no idea about your life or anything, 
um, and just getting a fresh opinion and like having someone, even if they're paid to care, like it's pretty nice. It's so mm-hmm. refreshing. Yeah. It's pretty nice. Yeah. No preconceived so. notions about yeah. you. Like you get totally. to present yourself. <laughs> but also find a good therapist because like I've had bad yeah, ones absolutely. and then I've had like one that I like love. And it's just, you don't want someone who just sits there and is like, yeah, yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah. Makes sense how you feel. Like, no, you want someone who challenges you yeah. and like, Absolutely. you know, really pushes you to kind of look inside yourself. So. And I feel like you know. Yes. Like, like you yes. get in that space and if it feels like a safe space, like a good space, because there's a difference. So you, can, you can be challenged and be uncomfortable, but, mm-hmm. but that's very good. And then right. there's times when you do, you felt shut down and like, okay, maybe, maybe not the best one. Yeah. You're so. like, sir, you're not, you're not the spouse yeah. for me. Yeah. Yeah. You're not the therapist for me. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. Now I'm just going to keep cracking these jokes. Yeah. I like it. It's like you cope with joking, you know? Oh, oh yeah. He's Do we know? That. He's holding back. Oh, oh man. Like. Yeah. Yeah. That's so funny. I'll, I'll bring him out next time. <laughs> well, this is really sad because this is the last question before we kind of close out. I know. Boo. <laughs> Boring. Thank this you for coming all the way to see us. Oh my gosh. Really I, I literally would do it for you guys again. The sky opened Aww. up for you yeah, today. <laughs> Yay, really. Beautiful. And all the bikes and cars, they yeah, came too. And the birds. They I sure know. did. Somebody <laughs> was running by with their underwear too. That was yeah, so they fun. They were giving me a free show. Free yeah. show. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. She's divorced. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good That's one. That's amazing. <laughs> no, but really good questions too. Like, Thank you. We really appreciate it. We're glad to be on here. No, I mean, you guys are amazing. The last question is really just an open space for you guys. Is there anything on your heart or your mind you'd like to share before we close out? Things we want to share. I feel like, I don't know, life's crazy. And Mm. it's been really crazy. And we are still here. And I think we're grateful to be doing what we're doing. And we have a lot of... And we always say we have a lot of really exciting things coming up, but I think we genuinely have some of the most exciting things coming up. Mm-hmm. And um, she's not lying. I've listened to the album. Well, yeah, and like Incredible. album, <laughs> there's so much happening. I think there's a lot of positive. Yeah, th- there's a new energy within us right new now. Era. I'm gonna be all kind of like vibey, but like genuinely, I feel yeah. There's a there's a new wave of energy in life coming, and I'm excited. <laughs> yeah. I'm excited for you guys. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree with that. There's so a feeling. new energy. But it yeah. came from a lot of shit. Yes, it sure did. Life's been crazy. Life's been <laughs> wild. The best so, things do, though, you yeah. know. That's true. And there there will be more later. And yep. yeah, so it's, yeah. I'm learning like the crazier it is and the more insane it is, like it's, it's that, that's good. Because it'd be boring. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, we're supposed to have crazy ass experiences yeah. here. So, <laughs> says the fisherman. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm sorry. That was it's just fine. too good so of an it's fine. it's fine. Oh. <laughs> what? I don't look like a fisherman. <laughs> we need the tats, I guess. All the ladies are gonna be like, "Is he fisherman?" You're gonna get all these like country girls. You're gonna send it to like Josh and be like, "Am I technically a fisherman?" And you're gonna sorry, be Joshua, like, his no. buddy, Joshua, not yeah. this Joshua. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, no, bro, I'm you're not. You're gonna be canceled on TikTok. He's gonna yeah. make like a whole series. <laughs> yeah, He's tried. Oh my god. Wow. Yeah, anyway, no. sorry. Continue. I'm not a fisherman. I do like to go fishing here and there. <laughs> well, I guess, Joshua, do you have anything you'd want to add? Anything on your heart that's just burning anything in your heart, heart that you have to say? Um, anything burning? Anything burning <laughs> in my heart? Um, I would say, I would say that. 
He's like, let me think of something really good. <laughs> no, I'm good. Perfect. <laughs> um, well, I'll just close it out by like, obviously we kind of talked about your album a little bit, but you guys are going on tour. Let's talk about that. Where can we buy tickets? How can anyone who's watching this support you guys and what you're doing in this next era? Um, we three music everywhere. Tickets online. You can go to our socials. If you type in we three, we will pop up. Um, we're going to be all over Europe and the UK in September, October, and November. The yeah. longest tour we've been on thus far um, right. with our most favorite people in the entire world. So we're Love just them. so excited. Um, yeah, and then our album drops July 21st. Yay. What's the album called? Love Me. Aww. Wow. I honestly forgot for a second. You're like, You're like, wait, what? <laughs> Love Me drops July 21st. It's incredible. And Thank yeah. you. We're so, so special. We're so I'm, I'm so excited for these guys. And, you know, for anyone listening who knows me, these are good people and they're worth supporting. And we will do this in like two years. Hell and yeah. we're going to look back and uh, we're going to be like, all right, well, how have we grown? Uh, Let's I have love that. Let's do it for things. sure. But yeah, um, thank you guys so much for coming on. Thank you for being vulnerable with me and all the little elephants. I call them my little elephants. Yeah. Um, so cute. I love that. I love um, that. <laughs> We love you guys, and I know they love you guys. And um, yeah, just thanks so much for being here. Like they said, follow them on you know all their socials. Um, yeah, and if you'd like to support me, you can follow me on all my socials at Elephants in the Room. Um, and you can also, do you guys have merch? Yeah, it's all on the website. Go buy their yeah. merch too. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Lots and I'm gonna have stuff. merch too soon. So buy both of our merch. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Awesome. All right. Thanks awesome. so much, guys. Well, I'll close Thank this you. out by asking, "What elephants are in your guys' room?" My name is Nicole, and I will talk to you guys next week. <laughs>